Welcome into the Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Ian Sork. On this episode, we will be breaking down Season 8, Episode 4 of Game of Thrones, talking about the most important scenes, the biggest moments, and possible outcomes for this series. Coming up next. My co-host joins me, James Tringali. We are now four weeks Really a month into the season almost, I guess just shy. Four I episodes. I haven't gotten those promotion checks. They're coming. Um, yeah. So we're, we're four, almost a month in. Four episodes now. Um, we've gotten the Battle of Winterfell. And we now have a bit of a turn of events after uh, episode four. Some surprises. Um I think a lot of people are, especially people who have been watching way back, there's a lot of people who aren't happy about where the direction of this season is going. Um, and, I mean, look, I'm, you can nick and knack every show and, and all the small things, and I do think there is some of that. Um, but are you happy with or satisfied with what you've seen so far? I think I said it multiple times last night, and... Perhaps it was a little bit prisoner of the moment, but I I felt like I was watching one of the best episodes that I can remember. At least from a pure entertainment standpoint. I mean I just like what's to me what's more important, enjoying it while you're watching it, or like afterwards you go on and people are just shitting on it left and right. Like I, I mean, I get that you can the Starbucks thing is funny and definitely a terrible oversight for a show with the budget that it has. But I'm ha- I mean, these guys are in charge. Like every anybody, everyone loves being the the Monday morning quarterback, and that's all well and good. And if you wanted a different story told, I mean, like, would make your own show, I guess. Like, but, yeah. but I'm enjoying the final season. Yeah, no, I definitely am. I I, I think it's. I mean, obviously, it's the end of the show. So, I mean, things are going to start wrapping up. Stories are going to wrap up. Inevitable events start have to start taking place, you know, and I feel like that can be tough to do. Come to a conclusion in a story like this with so many different characters, so many different moving parts. It's tough. And I do think for the I mean, it's become my favorite show um, just in the past two and a half months. Three months now watching it. Um, I, I thought last night's episode while well, watching me too was was great. And because the first two episodes really I mean it was they were good episodes, really good episodes, even episode two, I think. But like some people argue that it got away from Thrones because it just it was a it was lovey dovey. There was a lot of things closing up. It just felt odd out of place. Um, you probably made the argument that those type of episodes in this point of the series are necessary. Um I mean, I, I but this but this episode to me had a little bit of everything. I thought it had it did have a little bit of everything, and maybe the people have beef because the same David Nutter, I believe, directed one, two, and four, and then they had another guy, um, either Miguel or Michael. Well, the Miguel did three. He's the I one. I think he did, did three and five. I think he just did. He did five of episode five, uh, season five. I think I think that he did the battle hard. 
I don't know if he did. On one of the behind the scenes, I, I could have sworn it said directly. He's doing five, too? Five, really? Regardless. Oh, regardless, yeah. Three was a stark difference from the other three so far. I mean, you could see a theme that Nutter was trying to... You could see what he was doing with one, two, and four. And we were talking earlier, they no longer have the complete books to work off of. Perhaps they feel pressure to tie every single loose end possible and I guess people feel like it's either rushed or they don't like that they spend more time on this versus the other thing but I mean they had two years to put this out (laughs) yeah I mean it's not for lack of effort right I mean if if you just want a different storyline then that's 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 I I mean just take that somewhere else but as far as criticism of the show the only thing I could say is like if we only had six episodes we used two of them on build up to the white walkers. Maybe we could have made that one, but I mean, I like we, I feel like this season is the culmination of how all these characters being split up and spread out. And now we're getting to enjoy them all being in the same spot for probably the only time, right? There are, I mean, they're already starting to go off. Yeah. Right. So like we're getting to see, I mean, the, the, the feast, how fun was that? Just line after line, like there were some great lines in that like, feast. There really was. We had some great interactions. It, I mean, the show doesn't have to be yeah. the same thing all the time. That's fair, right? Like, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I am too. We're going to rewatch it after we do this podcast, um, and I'm excited to watch it, watch it back and see some, see if we missed anything. Um, Scene opens up, and we can kind of go through here. I'd like to think, instead of going through and talking about scene by scene, um, we can kind of talk about the main scenes and then kind of talk about the characters and just kind of go from that point. So, I mean, it opens up, and I think people thought that, like, there's a possibility that we would opening scene would basically be Winterfell, a bunch of dead bodies, places in ruins. It's kind of the opposite, right? They have everybody lined up on these... Wooden, wooden uh, pails, or I guess, yeah, and, and we'd say opposite. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was cleaned up a little. Yeah, bit. it was cleaned up. That's fair. Burn the bodies. Yeah, burn the bodies. A nice moment with Jorah and Danny, and then Theon and Sansa, and, and, and I mean, they, Ned and Sam. Um, they move on. Next scene, we see them all in the hall, where they're basically they're eating, which turns into a celebration. Um, and you had some great one-liners. Tormund was awesome. Per usual. Per Um The Hound, who is just... I mean, everyone was celebrating, and he was the one guy who like just was like... I don't know if he's thinking, like, look, we're just back to where we were before. You know, there's still, I don't know, if there's just that innate skepticism that he has. Um, we do have a nice moment with uh, Sansa... And the Hound, do you have any, any thoughts on that and how they wrapped up that storyline? But that lack of connection, I would probably say. I think it was nice to see people were starting to complain that, like, Sansa was just petulant. Like, this whole season, she wasn't, like, the one thing I was listening to was or someone that wrote into another Throne-specific throne podcast how Arya's character has developed at the expense of everyone else's, basically just someone complaining, like, Daenerys going the opposite way, Sansa just complaining and trying to make Danny look like a villain, and John just, like, 
stuck in limbo and doesn't want to deal with anything, blah, 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 blah. Um, I thought it was a nice episode, or at least scene, specifically that scene, Sansa, just a lot of self-acknowledgement in terms of where she's at and how maybe we are underestimating her a lot as far as what she's capable of and her perspective on things basically said, you know, I wouldn't be the way I am if all that other stuff didn't happen, if I would have went with you and escaped out of King's Landing. So it was a nice moment. It was, especially for her character. Um, Because there have been a lot of points this season since Danny showed up where she was slightly annoying. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we also see Danny, who is just eyeing everybody at this point and seeing the interaction, realizing um, rather quickly that everyone loves John, right? Tormund talking about him in battle, riding the dragon. And she's seeing the affection and you're seeing the, uh, the jealousy, right? The mad in her start to come out. And you mentioned it last night, I think. You said the more we see her, the more red she's actually wearing. Which, I mean, look, maybe that's just by chance. Um, but then the big thing, which would probably just lead into talking about Jamie and this question that I have. They play the drinking game, the classic drinking game that Tyrion loves to play. Good fun. It's good laughs. So it's it a good scene, too. gets kind of personal when they ask about Brienne's virginity. We then see an escalation where we get, we get to the point where Jamie does, in fact, hook up with Brienne. So I think people have been wanting to see for a long time at this point, right? Um, and we'll just go straight into that scene where – this is a little later, but we'll talk about Jamie first. Jamie, they sleep together, and it seems as if Jamie's trying to – change in some capacity, right? Like he's, he's, he's I mean, the, the, the build between those two has been there for a long time. It happens. And you see him walking around the North doing his thing. Um, a brief conversation with Sansa and, Bri- and uh, Brienne. And you see that, that, that there was that quote that Sansa said, I can't wait to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I can't wait to see your sister burn. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, it flicks off. He rides, you know, I think that night he rides off, tells Brienne this isn't going to work. How did you feel about that whole series of events, how it transpired? And like the buildup that we've had of Jamie, it's kind of been his comeback. I'm going back to last season, he's the comeback kid, and now he's just going to go back to Cersei's. I think I'm okay with it. Because I think what we lose sight of and what they I think they're trying to show us, even with Danny, not necessarily like mad queen narrative, not to get off track, but I'm just, you know, multiple parallels here. Like these are humans, right? And like this dude, basically, I think you might have said it like essentially an addiction for his sister, right? I mean, like knowing that something is bad for you and still doing it, that's, that's, it that's tough, right? I mean, that's like, and I think that's what it is. And I think he's, I mean, I don't think he's ever really been, I mean, he did, <laughs> maybe he's feeding into his own past and like just looking at the bad things that he did. Cause like when he, when he leaves, he says, you know, 
I threw a kid out of a tree, blah, blah, blah. Like basically saying all this, basically focusing on all, all the bad things that he did for his sister instead of focusing all, on all the positives that he's done since then, right? Like he's, he did good things for Brienne. He, he left his sister to come do this for essentially humanity. Maybe what I said to you is that he was just doing it, not that he's anywhere near his peak fighting form, but he recognizes that unless we beat the threat, there's no after, right? Yeah. And now that that's there, I mean, I think what we saw was a man who tried and what they call mental weakness, whatever you want to call it. I mean, what we saw is someone very human, in my opinion. I think it's well said. And I think that depending on what happens, right? I mean, maybe he goes and kills Cersei. I don't know. Maybe that's what he does. Maybe that didn't sound like it. But it yeah, didn't I mean, sound like it. But, but you never. Theory. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, no, yeah, it's because he could. I mean, he's he's clearly in a very wishy washy state of mind. Yeah. Right, and he could go down there and see her do something, and then flip again. Because yeah. the last time, I mean, he seemed like he was pretty. Dumb. I mean, she was basically threatening to kill him. So to go back to that. We'll see. I mean, I just the crew like. What did you make of? Uh, how did you feel about Braun? I know we're, we're kind of we're kind of jumping over the place here, but we're just going to ride with it. Whatever. Um, Braun. Braun seemed with Tyrion and Jamie. Were you surprised that it was so hostile? And that Braun just looked like he was done. He's like, I'm done. I think he's been the subject of, of whoever can buy him off, and I think he's like, I'm going to start calling the shots now. Um, and I think he. I mean, he made it pretty clear that. It was he would have killed one of them. I mean, I just see that as a business. Like he he wanted to show them that he was yeah. serious. Yeah. Um, I just think I think some people thought that he would like join forces or tell them what tell tell them what Cersei's plans are. I think that there the thought was that he would be more sentimental to those two. Yeah. But no, I mean, I thought it was, I thought they struck a nice chord. Because um, I think it would have been a little silly if he was just like, "Oh, let's chum up and drink some beers." I mean, he like if any Tyrion's really the only one that he had a real relationship with, right? I mean, he t- trained Jamie basically as a favor. I think they got along. I don't think they were like buddies. Um, but it, I mean, he's gotten screwed out of things many times. I mean, it was a great scene. I mean, he's been cracking us up for three seasons now. Every time he's on the screen, yeah, he's been good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought he. I mean, he clearly had enough, enough time to plan on what he was going to do. He's calling his shot, and he's done enough. He, you know, he was promised to land a while ago. So, no, I don't think there was anything. Uh, yeah, surprising about that. And if you and if I start forgetting any scenes, please just bring them up. Um, big conversation. I mean, after all the findings done, John and Danny meet up, and Danny's letting them know. Just got to keep this one on the wraps between me and you. If you want this to stay, that's what it has to be. And John, who that was tough to him, I mean, he re- he is Ned Stark's kid. Like, if there's any, I mean, he is everything is his word is bond, right? And and he thinks he can have it all. He thinks he can have Cersei. He thinks he can have the Arya, Sansa, and Bran. Like, he thinks he can make all this work. Um. Danny's desperate. How desperate was she in that scene, man? 
I mean, she said it herself. I mean, look, again, I, I don't. I think there's just a lot of like with her and Santa, very self-aware people. Other than, I mean, sh- maybe I mean she doesn't want like being told what to do or being swayed, you know. But like she said in the scene, I, I've never begged anybody for anything. Which I'm not going to fact check to her <laughs> here in the moment, but she just reeked of desperation. But what I'll say is she's not wrong. Like if if you want us to work, I believe like I believe you, John, that you want me to be the queen. But I'm telling you right now, I know how this thing works. We both know history. If people find out who you really are. It doesn't matter if you don't want it. And I think that was proven when he was named King of the North. Yeah. And you already, I mean, we, like, this was one storyline we all suspected. Like, this isn't a crazy one. We just didn't know how they were going to do it. But Tyrion and Varys questioning her as soon as they find out. They were questioning her already. <laughs> yeah, I want to get amazing how they like all the criticism for the episodes. I thought it was amazing how they didn't show us. Like I actually liked. I, I wanted, wanted to see, it, but I, wanted, I like how they didn't show us the reaction. That's what I wanted to get I think to that's next. Cool. Is is the fact that we see this conversation between Bran, Sansa, Arya, John, and they're just all hanging out, and it's a fourth. I mean, it's pretty cool because we get to see that. That this, we this is the first time we've seen them all exclusively in their own scene, and. They're going back and forth, talking about family. Ari is mentioning, you're my brother. Sansa says the same thing. And Bran, he looks at Bran and goes, it's your choice. <laughs> In Bran fashion. And they cut, and we don't see the reaction. The next well, he, scene, says, he says, go ahead and tell him. Or go something. ahead, but yeah. yeah. He couldn't even do it. And we don't get to see what, what's talked about, right? When it comes to Tyrion and Sansa, the same thing happens. Obviously, must have told her. She must have told him. And, and then we got Varys, who wants her out. So out. Do we think do we think Varys is a mole? I know we're going way off track here. Is there a potential he's a mole? Or he just like if he gets killed next episode, is it because he's a mole or is it because he's trying to betray the end? Or is it maybe both? If we're to take his word, which the thing I'll say about, like, I mean, I think they made a very clear way back. Like, guys like Tyrion, Littlefinger, Varys. What they said about themselves, we haven't seen anything different, right? And what he's always said about himself is he is for the realm. And Tyrion called him out on it last night. Like, what does that even mean? Right, like how, the people. Who, who are you to decide? And yeah. he basically saying he's like he's gonna his moral compass or advisor compass revolves around what he thinks is best for all the people who don't have a voice, right? Yeah, and, and for the basically the betterment of the seven kingdoms. Yeah, that's that's my interpretation of it. And he openly admitted to her. I mean, it's not a secret. That that's his, you know, he doesn't serve her necessarily. He serves who he at the moment thinks is the best for the realm. And 
We all saw him. I mean, he's been skeptical for a while. Right? Now, he was also watching her for a while. So, he, I mean, none of the, she's not doing anything out of character. Right? So, like, he's just very, very wishy-washy. You and I both assumed that he wasn't going to make it through this season. Um, and I think we're on that track. Yeah, no, there's, they're setting track. this up to where he gets, he gets axed. I mean, I was like, I, mean, I, thought, I, was I thought he edge. was out this, this episode. Right, you, you made that prediction. Um, the scene where him and Tyrion were openly having that conversation in I was like, I was like, are they going to cut and show us? Right. I was like, I was like, oh man, like anybody could be listening to this convo right here, man. And he was like, like you could see that Tyrion was very like, didn't want to have it. And because he still believes in Danny, he still believes in her. I think Tyrion does. I think, I think he's, I think he's, he's, he's definitely scared. I mean, he's fearful of her, but I still do think that she has the. I think he believes that she has the right attention, right intentions. So, no, I agree, but the doubt, the doubt is there. The doubt is there. How, I mean, 100%. I think it was interesting what they showed us with the secret and who told and who felt like is how much more Arya and John are, how much more of Ned they have in them, and how Sansa has been shaped by more her mom and then Littlefinger. Did you want to do your Sansa rant? Because you thought, you think Sansa has been like the MVP, uh, I mean, of last night's episode, but maybe the last... I didn't say she was MVP. She's won. The text convo was like, who had the best episode? She's had a great... There, I mean, she... She's been speaking her mind. She's been right a lot, too, about a lot of stuff, going back. Like, Danny's just very impulsive, and everyone was trying to get her to... Hold off. Let's get this thing together. I mean, that's that's the one beef I'll have. But it's like it can all be backed up by the fact, like the White Walker. How did he die that easily? Blah blah blah. Well, we know he was very arrogant with Danny. Her sole mission from the almost almost the second we meet her is to get to the Iron Throne, and she's done waiting. Even though she would have a better shot if she did wait. If there was some more strategicness to the whole thing, like getting other. Dorn involved and getting, you know, like yeah. it's just no. Let's which go goes, now, which is why I don't have a beef with. It was not wonky, but just like people have don't like what happened later in the episode where um, Rhaegal goes down. Like, how could you not see them? I get it all, but it's like I think it all gets traced back to how gung ho she is, and she's the one calling the shots. And Sansa's been, you know, sitting back and. Throwing little jabs here and there and kind of letting it all play out. I mean. Being patient. She's being patient. I don't she love that she, she told, but, I mean, we all saw. I mean, they did. The way that Arya said it, like I swear, and the way she. I mean, you knew that she was going to tell. Because she's the one that actually has a beef with Danny in the sense. Like, Arya has no interest in, in ruling or any of that. Right? No. So, like. And Tyrion just. I think she was going to say it anyway. He just, like the combo was going to come up anyway. He just provided the open door. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And then Vera, and then uh, Rhaegal goes down. And I talked to, I, I, had a, I said something about this before we started recording. To me, 
it was kind of classic Thrones in the sense that like you you were like in the middle of the episode, you're like, wait, this has to be a dream. Like you didn't think it was real at first because it seems like they're just flying towards Dragonstone. They have a nice shot of the water, nice shot of the dragons in the sky. The moment just doesn't look like it's, I mean, it looks like a nice moment. And then all of a sudden you see Buddy take an arrow out of nowhere. Um, and to me, that's kind of classic Thrones in a sense. The, un, the, the surprise death that we didn't see coming. The level field is now kind of evened out a little bit. They still have a dragon, and Drogon's the biggest one. Um, to me, though, like you said, going back to the strategy of this whole thing, it's like, I guess my only beef with it is, like, no one saw the fleet of ships. Oh, shits. <laughs> the fleet of ships coming, <laughs> right? Like, no one saw all those ships coming, and then... No, I, it, it I mean, was just kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of rushed. I mean, I guess at this point, going back to what I said earlier, stuff kind of has to start taking place to really close out the season. What I'll say, and I don't even know if Davos was in the room, and I don't even think John is this guy either. It's just a lack of, she doesn't have a military advisor. No. Right? Like, the the two old Jara, and I forget the other guy, the old guy's name. Darius? Uh, Bar- Dar- Whatever, doesn't matter. Um, the old King's Guard. Yeah. Who is, like you know like Varys and Tyrion are not that Davos is really the only one, and I don't know if he's. I mean, he's more John's guy. He's I don't. I can't John even think in my head while we watch it if if she if he's in the room when that stuff's going down. I just think. I mean, if we want to boil it down and be like in defense of the writers and the show, she doesn't have that. Not anymore. No. Right? Her trusted, I mean, her trusted advisor in that There's sense. no one yeah. really... I mean, we could say, oh, well, it's common sense. Yes and no. But again, I just think it goes, she's just so gung-ho. And I think the show wanted us to see, like, if she, she would have listened to Sansa, the thing, then she, it wouldn't have happened. She got away with being gung-ho for five years. Like, she was gung... That's what she's been doing. Like, she's just been going. Just going to cities. That's it. And there really wasn't a strategy. It was just, we're going to go... I have dragons. I have 10,000 men in my army, and we are going to F you up. It's just going to happen. And then I, I, I don't I know you have it, but, I mean, we're, we're on a – they show it in the behind the scenes or the behind the wall or whatever they call it. Um, inside the episode? Inside the game. Uh, they call back to what Cersei says to Ned in the courtyard. When you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or die. And that's, I just think that's, uh, for all the people saying it's like sexist and this and that, it's like, no, the, those two are the only ones playing the Game of Thrones right now. The true, at least that's what, you know, I would uh, say the two like, biggest players. Two biggest players. Someone could say, Sanja, you know, Sanja, 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 be, yeah. blah, whatever. But they're playing the Game of Thrones, right? And we are on a collision course. It doesn't matter if they're mad or crazy. They're playing the game. Yeah. They think that's their chair. And we're getting... That story. Um, no, Cersei's been doing it longer. Yeah. No doubt. Sounds to see more. And Danny's a, a foreigner and a conqueror. And I think that's really, I think I said it last night, the root of that episode, I think, was just take, like stripping Danny all the way down and putting her in this place where she felt so alone, other than John. I she's like, about to find out that John, her advisors, are questioning her. John did what she, like, he, he still, he, like, 
He's behind her, but he went against what she said. As far as if you, you truly feel this, I need you to do this, and he didn't do that. So, I mean, she is truly alone. Yeah. And I think that's really what that episode was about. Yeah, we can, um, I don't know if we missed any other key scenes that you want to bring up. We're going to go to a quick break. Um, we'll talk about any key scenes that we missed on this end. Um, we'll talk about Masandi's death, that scene, um, and then talk about predictions, what we think is going to happen the rest of the way. Coming up next. Welcome back to the Thoughts Podcast. Let's finish up talking Season 8, Episode 4, Game of Thrones. Um, one thing we didn't touch on before we went to break was Arya Gendry. They hook up in Season 3. Arya takes control. Episode 3. Episode 3. It's Season 3. Oops. Episode 3. My bad. Um, I'm pretty good about Maybe they did. Mixing it up. Everything. <laughs> um... Gendry just he he's he's on cloud nine. He won the battle, right? He, he won. He survived. He was, he was flying out. Survived the battle, right? He's walking around the festival. Sorry, the festival. I guess the celebration, if you will. Danny picks him up and says, "Your Baratheon son, correct?" And it looked like it could have gone pretty bad there for a few seconds. Turns out she named him a lord, right? Hey, look at Gendry flying high. Here we go. He's really feeling himself. He goes straight up to Arya, finds her, proposes, says no thanks. Right? The same for me. Let's him down softly. A nice kiss on the just kissed him, right? She let him down softly though. She said this isn't for me, and that's probably the best. I mean, she told her dad in season one, and she's been saying this throughout. Like, I'm not a lady, right? She's not. Um, so Gendry's done. Now, after we get the scene where John, Arya, Sansa, and Bran talk about John's lineage. I think the next shot is a picture of it's a really beautiful shot of Winterfell in the snow, and it's the hound and Arya together again. Part two, they're running it back. <laughs> the hound goes, I got I got some business to take care of. And so she, I think I think Arya goes, so do I. And now we're getting this. The band's back together. Arya is she's trained, she's ready, she's battle tested, and, and you gotta think there's gonna be some heads that are gonna get cracked here. No, what do you what do you what do you make of that? I thought it was neat that um, <laughs> I mean he's just he's so he's funny. so great um, <laughs> between <laughs> excuse my language here for fuck's sakes uh, he loves the c word he loves the yeah he loves that word I'm not gonna say that word so, no I think it's very neat very I mean it was quick so maybe people forgot but I thought it was. It was fun that those two are riding down together. And, I mean, the obvious, right, it's he's going for his brother so and she's going to finish. Cersei, which the mountain is also on her list, right? And I don't think he's against killing Cersei either. <laughs> yeah. So what we talked he's about last night is like, he's not gonna not even kill though Cersei. he's huge, no, I mean, there's very few people that know the Red Keep and that city like they do, right? Um, at least on John and Danny's side. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, why not those two be together and, and try to find a way into the city that isn't? And they're probably going to knocking on the door like the troops. Yeah, and it could be. I mean, do I think Arya gets to have the two biggest kills 
No, I, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, that, some people showed. A sh- I know it's crazy. I saw the. I have to go back. Maybe we'll pay attention during this episode. But the shot at the end there, when San, uh, when Daenerys is just staring, trying. She's basically staring through the soul of Cersei after Missandei gets killed. Shot of green eyes. I don't know if that's a possibility. And I can't see, like you said, Arya getting both the Night King and Danny, or even Cersei to that point. She's going to have to have a role to play. I actually, I think she survives the entire thing. I think she survives and she dips and she leaves. I think she doesn't. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not that. Goes back to Robin. I don't see a reason she needs to die other than it would be a huge shock. At least the way that they can do it. Like yeah. her almost getting to, to Cersei. Does Danny have green? They look blue to me. It, it, could, have been, it could have been Twitter. What's it could interesting have been Twitter. is... I, I mean, I would say Cersei's in more green. But what's funny, I was listening to, and we saw the behind the scenes where they said Dan and Dave said Arya, they knew three years ago. That line came way back, right? So, like, when they had Melisandre say that name, like, say that line, they didn't have the Night King in mind, right? The Blue Eyes could have been Cersei. But now that she's killed the Night King, that could have sufficed. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, that's that true. line was said, and they decided it would be her years later, right? So, like, I don't think that was the mission all along. It was just convenient that, that she happened to say that much earlier on. It, it was also the only three eye colors that people have. Yeah, very fair. So, very fair. But um, yeah, I mean, it was long story short. It was. It's, I think it's real fun that those two are riding down together, and I think they go out, they're going to go out together. And if they succeed, they're both going down there to kill basically the same two people. So that feels like a point A to point B, those two meeting up with the mountain and Cersei, if they get there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we see, obviously, Daenerys's fleet gets attacked, partially part of them. I don't know how much of the fleet is destroyed, but at least part of the, the, the fleet did not make it. Um, and there was some destruction there. We didn't see them, I think, on the shores of Dragonstone or King's Landing. They find their mate. They I, and some I can't remember the sequence of events. You might want to fill in the gaps here if I miss anything. Um, essentially, what we see, and, and at this point, Grey Worm is trying to find Masande. Realizes she's not there. Thinks she's. I think, I think he thought she was dead. Turns out she was in fact in fact captured by by the Iron Fleet, um, which then leads us to a scene. Basically, at the gates of King's Landing on one side, right? Um, we then, it's basically Daenerys, Daenerys, her small group of troops that are with her, Varys, Tyrion, um, and Grey Worm. And then up top, we see Euron with, with uh, Cersei, Masande standing there. They have all these, I think they're called scorpions. Yep. These big, big machines that can take down the dragon, catapult things, if you will. Um, we then get a, I think Tyrion who had a great episode where he tries to bring out the human element in Cersei. And for a moment, I think she actually appreciated it. But at the end of the day, she seemed to have her, uh, she's got a plan and she's got to stick to it. So. Not to get off track, but did you catch when she told Euron that it was, his child. Yeah, that's a big moment. 
And then it I just think, brought me straight back to Jamie saying to Tyrion in, in the courtyard in Winterfell that she's always been good at using the truth to tell lies. My <laughs> um, ears. Literally said that one up there. Um, a lot of them, I mean, that that's my, the thing with people like, all right, if you think it's convenient that they didn't see the Iron Fleet there or that the Star Cups mug was sitting Matt, there. That's not the, I don't even care about the Star Cups. The Star Cups and that, I mean, you just, like, it's that final scene, if, if any, like, the, the opening scene, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how people criticizing it, man. I'm thinking back on the all the emotion that that final scene had. So tense. The dramatic. Yeah, the music. Peter, Peter Dinklage is awesome. Unbelievable, man. Um, and Amelia Clark did a great job. I mean, I think they captured Grey Worm's that, reaction. That final walk away. I think, like I said, I mean, to me, how I interpreted the episode, there's a lot of other themes going on. But basically, just her being stripped down and that walk away and the look was, I mean, phenomenal. It's pretty badass. Masande um, saying Dracarys there at the end, basically saying, burn this bitch down. Pretty much it. Basically what she said. And that, just, that keeps, not that every single, most prophecies that we've seen and visions we've seen have come true. Some we don't like are, are figurative or metaphorical. Some are true, true, true. We will we see Drogon flying over King's Landing? Was that the vision? Wait, because we still haven't seen that. You know, we theorize that it could have been the Night King on the dragon, right? As long as long as we and as long as there was three and then two, now there's only one. Drogon, do we finally get that him flying over the city? He's gonna have his moment. I mean, after Rhaegal goes down, you got to think the dragon. He's gonna have. The Dragons haven't done nearly they as much. They haven't had but a saying, moment this season. But I'm saying I think he's going to have this. No, I know. he's been the most important one. To your point. Yeah. Like, he's, people are like, oh, how are they going to get by, uh, you know, all the scorpions? They're going to figure out a way because the writers are going to set that up that way. But they're going to figure it out. They're going to get smart about how they use them. I think there's a scene uh, of uh, Euron looking into the sky, um, Waiting for the dragon anticipation. I think it's in the preview for the next episode. It is. I think people are going, that thing's going to come straight out of the water and just gas up everybody. It's going to go underneath, just go straight up, and just go straight gas. Well, my, my uncle made the point, it needs to come from straight above. Because there's no way to shoot those scorpions. Like, to, to tilt it up, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're sitting in chairs. Straight down. It would be just, much harder for them to point I mean, they can go in the water, too. So, I mean, you can go high. Straight in, straight out. They can't go in the water. What precedents have we seen on that? Way back early on in season two when they would go fishing. Remember there was that scene where they're on the... I mean, they were young, but they can go in the water. Oh, got you, got you, got you, Remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, Going in and out of the water. I mean, Um, we haven't seen it a lot, so I don't know why they wouldn't be able to. I mean, the dragons. I wouldn't... What I'm saying is, but you're right. straight up. Yeah, just straight you mean coming like, down, coming straight down on yes. top of that. It's possible too. But I think the ships are spread out. I think so we, someone would have an angle on him, no matter what. I think we both agree that I think the dragon's gonna play a big part in this episode. And that I think that he's she's gonna burn not just Euron's fleet, but I think she's gonna burn a lot of 
King's Landing. I think there's going to be a lot of destruction this next episode. I think she just did, she just saw her best friend get axed. She's lost her best friend, her really one of her main guides, and one of her you know, I mean Jorah was her main dude in some sense, right? She's lost all that in a matter of days, right? You over the things you've talked about with Varys and Tyrion talking about placements. Just everything is going wrong for her. She lost Rhaegal. I mean, dude, she's going. They're just yeah. It's a good. Let's let's talk about what next predictions for next episode. Yeah, because you're catching on some of the themes we we see in the promo. Yeah, uh, definitely going to get a scene in the map room with Tyrion and her. We're definitely going to get a scene with Tyrion and Varys in the throne room in Dragonstone. Yep, that's going to be tense. Um, we're, we're definitely going to get the battle, at least the start of it. Maybe it ends, maybe it doesn't. I think it's a 80-minute episode. Probably the last two are both 80, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else are we getting here? I mean, that's it looks like there's going to be another battle in the water as well. Um, yeah, another, yep, yeah, I think so. Are you, and Ed, you, no, you just did a good job. All right, I guess, give me, I was going to say, give me who you think is going to die, but. And we paused. It wasn't in this promo, but it was in a couple episodes ago. And maybe that is in the aftermath, assuming they win. Danny and John in front of the fire in like one of the rooms in Dragonstone. At least that's what it, you know, people who've tried to pinpoint that location. We haven't, we haven't gotten that maybe in episode yet. six. Yeah. Um, possibly that one as well. And that, that looks like a tense scene. Yeah, I mean, so we've we got two episodes left. And this is the last thing we talk about. You know, you don't have to go into, you know, talking generals in a general sense here. How do you think this thing's going to turn out? And I guess, how do you see this kind of coming to a close? I just, I keep thinking of, because they showed it, I keep thinking of the Cersei to Ned Stark line. And it makes me, like, I just, John is so much Ned. Right, so I see John dying, but I also see I just don't see how Cersei wins. I don't think I don't think that happens. So the bittersweet part of it, at least if we're to believe what the actors say, Danny's I mean the whole show has been about the Starks, in my opinion. They were ripped apart and Danny on a mission for the Iron Throne. I think now they've like Starks have found themselves. They've come back together. Um, and Danny is going to sit on the throne, but not in the way that she envisioned the people. I mean, she's not going to be beloved like she was early on because Cersei's basically put her in this corner where she's going to have to burn. Be, I mean, she's going to have to be do what's necessary to actually be here. So I think that's the bittersweet part. Yeah, no, not a bad prediction. Um, I, I think I don't see John and Danny dying. I think Varys I is. I think Varys is cooked. I think both of you and I think that Varys is cooked in episode five. I think that. Um, I think Danny does burn down a lot. I think she does a lot of destruction, and it, it's Tyrion is just. I think by the end of episode five or toward maybe some point, five or six is just going to be done with it. Um, I think Jamie. I think Jamie and Cersei both die. I feel like that is just a, that love story has just been 
a weird, odd one going all the way back and like just over the past. Prophecy has her dying, right? Yeah, the prophecy does, and I think she never has a fourth kid. Yeah, that's true. It's true. No, I I think 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 Tyrion's done with Danny. I think that. What does that mean? I think that they're going to take King's Landing. I think that John will do it with them, and I think that she's going to. I think Danny's going to go mad and start executing cats. And I think, I think John's going to be the one that's going to have, like, I think he's going to move the kill stand. And I don't know if he's going to be able to, I don't know if he's going to sit on the Iron Throne after that. I think someone think else is. John kills Danny. Yeah. I think he just gets too much. And I think John's still a good dude. And if he sees, like, I, I don't think he's just going to be able to turn a blind eye if she starts just going nuts. So. I, I think I think that's how, how it kinda ends. Um I think it's gonna be someone odd that's gonna end up being on the throne. I don't think it's gonna be John or Dan. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for us. We will do another breakdown next Monday probably or Tuesday after episode five. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe. Rate and review on iTunes. We're available on all streaming platforms as well. Until next week, we'll talk to you soon.